Hello, heroes and heroines, sidekicks and supervillains, and welcome back to another episode of Panel Pictures, a superhero movie podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the closest incarnation of Larfleas that we'll get in this universe, Cody McKinney. <laughs> Cody, you okay, buddy? Why are your eyes rolling in the back of your head? Are you sleepy? I'm all right. Okay. I'm good. All I'm, right, good. I'm thinking about, about drinking and making my ancestors proud. <laughs> it's always a good thing. How you been lately? I'm all right. Yeah? New Pokemon. Exciting. <laughs> I'm I'm hyped for that. Okay, super heroes. This is well, right. I know. I want to. I I I know you want to well, talk about Pokemon, but we'll get we'll get to that later or not. Uh, 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 I've been actually watching uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, you have. Yes, okay. I have. So have you? Have you? Is good for you? Oh you yeah. Like, you like oh, it? Yeah. This is this is what I wanted from the Defenders. Suicide. Well, not <laughs> Defenders. Uh, this is what I because Defenders is a little bit more serious and gritty. Yeah. Um, this is what I wanted from Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Like like goofball comedy characters that are still like intense enough to keep you going yeah like that's the thing is like suicide squad has tons of characters that are inherently goofy captain boomerang yeah killer croc you know things like that not slip not (laughs) but but at the same time you've you've got serious characters katana and and even harley quinn can have some serious moments and things like that dead shot yeah but th- that was just executed poorly, right? Whereas with Doom Patrol, you've got, you know, literally Brendan Fraser as a giant robot man, uh, a much better cyborg, in my opinion, and, you know, all these characters. And they interact with each other so well, and they have such really interesting backstories. And, you know, what's funny is that they are not as visually striking as the Suicide Squad characters. Yeah, because they're not loud. Right. But at the same time, just because they're not visually striking, they they are loud and and striking in their actions and the way they you know carry themselves and the way they talk and interact with each other. So I really 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 love the crap out of Doom Patrol. Uh, I'm only like three episodes in, but I'm I'm loving it so far. And the fact that Alan Tudyk is a fourth wall breaking narrator uh, as Mister Negative is just on point because yeah. the, the second episode they're like, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, you know, mostly. GFG on fans and uh, angry redditors that have it a subscription and the last three people that or was it and three people that decided to become fans after that stupid crap we pulled the goat last episode <laughs> and he goes what and he goes I'm the storyteller in this you know and everything yeah well, so, I, they they so they give a little bit of a little bit of Deadpool edge to him yeah yeah it's it's fun it's a lot of fun so I wholeheartedly recommend Doom Patrol and at one point we were gonna have to review that so I will send you the files I oh, got for that so. oh we will yeah so Doom Patrol man. And go go watch that. That's a lot, a lot of fun. But we're not here to talk about Doom Patrol today, Cody. No, we are here to talk about Odin's son. We are here to talk about the God of Thunder, not the God of Hammers. Ooh. We are here to talk yeah, about Thor. He's not the God of Hammers. <laughs> right. He, he don't get that hammer till pretty late in this movie. Well, he, he gets it and he loses it. And they, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. So to kind of give a short synopsis for those of you that are not you know familiar with Thor, Thor is you know from Thor, Odin's son, God of Thunder from Norse mythology. Uh, his father, Odin, is the All-Father. And in this particular film, we see uh, an iteration you know, from Marvel Comics. It was really interesting, actually. You know, Stan Lee, when he created Thor, the comic Thor, he wanted to pick a mythology that was not used that often. And you know, Greek mythology has been kind of used to death, Egyptian mythology, and even some Chinese mythology. So he was, I think he was thumbing through like a library book or something like that, came across the, the story of Ragnarok, you know, and he was like, oh, that will make a really interesting comic book character. So we had Thor... And back in the comic Thor, you know, back in the comics, Thor was disguising himself as Donald Blake, who was like a doctor, right? Yeah. And he, and he had a cane that he would smack twice on the ground, and then he'd become Thor. 
and uh, it was really, really interesting. Uh, so it's very different from how we've got, you know, our current cinematic Thor and even the current comic Thor, because everyone now in the comics, when, you know, Thor lands in New York, they're like, oh, that's Thor. Yeah, I you mean, know? like, no, no, like, fanfare, it's like, oh, he's back. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's it's interesting, nonetheless, but uh, hopefully you guys will stick around for this. So what was your first uh, influencer or time-seeing Thor, the Marvel version of Thor? Uh, Probably just, like, some sort of, like, kid's flip book of Marvel heroes. Like, and when they announced this movie, I knew he was a thing, but, right. like, I... Knew next to nothing about it. Same with, perhaps it's the same thing with Iron Man when Iron Man came out. I was like, who? Okay, fair. What is that? Absolutely fair. I, is that, like, that's not Spider Man. Like, that's literally, <laughs> like, because up to this, like, it was all X Men, Fantastic Four, and yeah. Spider Man. So yeah. I was just like, oh, these are other people. Like, it's literally just, like, it's, it's such a weird thing. Like, it's almost like they built a, a cinematic universe out of B heroes, mm-hmm. but like they're not B heroes. They're just B, like they were all pop culture B heroes. Right, right. Post right. or pre MCU, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, I and out of all of the like the main six, mm-hmm. like Hulk was probably the best known one before <laughs> all these movies came out. Maybe, maybe. So yeah, that's fair. I I had a little bit of a different first appearance or first encounter with Thor. So I knew of him through Norse mythology. Uh, Growing up, there was like a series of books, and I wish I could find them so I could have them for my own personal library. Um, But there's a series of books in my library in Indian Trail Middle School, and they had these beautifully hand-painted illustrations of all these different mythologies. They had a Greek mythology book and an Egyptian one, a Chinese one, and a Norse one, right? So I read the the Egyptian one back, like cover to cover, back and forth, like three or four times because I was convinced at the time I was going to be an archaeologist. And then uh, I read the Chinese one, which was pretty interesting. The Greek one I already knew, so I didn't really touch on that one that much. But I checked out the Norse mythology book, and I saw like the, the story of Ragnarok and Bifrost and Thor, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really, really cool. Fast forward to you know 2008 when my kindergarten conspiracy of Iron Man is you know uh, coming to fruition, <laughs> and people are like, oh, Marvel characters. You right? get your vindication. I get my vindication. It's around that time I get back into comic books, right? Uh, I was not encouraged to read comic books as often uh, as I did as a kid. But around 18, I'm like, I'm an adult now. I'm going to get back into comic books. Disposable income, here I come. Exactly. So I was at our local bookstore, Mr. K's, uh, which is a fantastic place. And back in the day, before Marvel Comics took off, there was a bunch of stuff. And I regret not buying it. I regret not buying it to this day. There was just so much. There was Iron Man. There was there was Cap. There was uh, Thor, Batman, Green Lantern stuff. There was so much. And everything was a dollar a piece. And I, I regret not buying as many back issues as I, I could have because now it's a lot of modern stuff that's left over after people have, you know picked it over. Plus, like every like even like simple stuff is expensive now because people jack up everything. Exactly, they know people are looking for it. Exactly. So I was getting some Iron Man comics. I was getting some Iron Fist comics. I, what else was I getting? Batman and things like that. And I was looking through the tees actually for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and there wasn't any. But I saw the cover for Thor Ragnarok, the miniseries, and uh, it was really, really, really cool cover. It looked like it almost looked like Alex's Ross, Alex Ross's hand painting, but it wasn't. Um, and it was, you know, Thor with the Bifrost broken behind him. The Bifrost, by the way, is the rainbow bridge between, you know, Asgard and the rest of the realms. And I was like, well, this looks interesting. And they had all six issues there. So I dropped six dollars and read it. And I was like. That was cool. So I started reading Thor, Son of Asgard. I started reading all these different stories, and and even now I'm you know I was reading uh, Unworthy Thor, Thor's 
Thor Wars, things like that, right? Uh, a lot of a lot of really really cool ways to integrate old Norse mythology into com current comic book storytelling. So Thor has been a character that, while maybe not in the forefront of my mind, uh, growing up and everything, I've always thought he was really really neat. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm right there with you. Like he's a, it's an interesting concept to have like to have him in there, which you know he's not the the only one they've done. They've done Hercules and a bunch of other ones. In terms yeah, of like him and Thor were rivals for the longest time, adding them into uh, this mythology, yeah. Like, and I, at the same time, just from like a creative standpoint, like that would have been a thing that would have worried me if I were creating them because, like, when you add in like god slash demigod type characters, you make a huge risk of just power creeping your entire universe. Absolutely, absolutely. Which like is what I feel DC's main problem is a lot of the time is superman just too damn strong <laughs> and like a lot of the time and they've handled it really well in the movies like hulk and thor for the first like half of the mcu up to date were way too strong and they kind of had to like Fair. put them over in a box <laughs> all right or you guys a trash are, planet you guys are too strong so go in your box you know that's 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 funny but yeah so let's talk about it's 2011 2010 I forget the date. 2011. 2011, thank yeah, you. Yeah, was... let's talk about 2011 Thor. So this is going to be movie number... Three. No, one, well, two, three. four if four. you count Hulk. Yeah, uh, you do count Hulk. I'm, we, we count Hulk, but yeah. like a lot of people don't count Hulk. They're <laughs> it's just, part of the MCU, They dude. just forget that it's, it exists. It's part of the MCU, my friend. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is movie number four in the MCU. I will admit I didn't know what to expect going in, and I will also admit I have not seen this movie again since it I, it was in theaters. Really? You, you never rewatched it before? I never rewatched like, Thor. Avengers or anything? No. I, uh, you know how everyone likes to do those big rewatching binges before the, the large Avenger type movies and things yeah. like that. I never did that. Really? I never did. My, my thing about movies, especially movies that I experience in theaters is that usually movies make such a strong impact on me the first time. I don't really need to rewatch them unless I want to. So for instance, or you're forced to, or I'm forced to, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a good point too. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, bless your heart. <laughs> so, you know, I uh, can't wait till we actually watch it though, because uh, yeah, like that, that's when I almost want to watch with you just, <laughs> just to see your dead expression, the entire movie, my repressed memories coming out. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Guardians of the Galaxy though. But anyway, so this movie made an impression on me and I didn't feel the need to rewatch it. You know, uh, recently my wife and I watched Zombieland and that was the first movie that her and I ever watched together that was our first date was gonna go see Zombieland right that was a bold choice hey that's, you know. that's a bold first date movie hey hey it was good it's good it was so good that we're getting a sequel this year but finally anyway, yeah right but anyway, so, you know, with that, even though that movie has had such a strong impact in my life, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen that movie. And it's probably about three, uh, including this past rewatching, right? So that's the thing. That's how I am with movies. Movies make such a strong impact on me. Unless I want to relive uh, a certain scene or something like that, or maybe I'm showing it to a friend or to my wife or whatever, I don't really rewatch movies that much. Uh, I'm always just kind of watching more new ones, right? And I'm trying to compare and contrast because I can remember those feelings more than I can, you know, more. I remember the feelings better than I do the lines and the moments and things like that. That's, that's, that's how I am. See, I, I'm, I'm very much on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I rewatch. <laughs> that's why we're making a podcast. I rewatch movies like a motherfucker. Like I see so, like I'll literally just sit <laughs> I want, and. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatch movies like a motherfucker. Yeah, watch re rewatch movies like a motherfucker. <laughs> but like, I, I've. Let's see. This is probably the 
seventh time I've seen Thor, really? probably. Really? Wow. Probably. Let's see. Well, I, I would have seen it the first time. I would have watched it again before Avengers came out, mm-hmm. then before Ultron, then before Infinity War. I didn't rewatch it before Endgame because that mm-hmm. just happened. So I guess this is my sixth time seeing the movie. Interesting. But like, it's a. I think the more times I watch this movie, the less I like this movie. Because <laughs> after watching it this time, like, I'm really in that like that low doldrum with this movie where I'm just like, this movie is nowhere near as good as I th- I once thought it was. Right. Like, I and mean, it's definitely not bad. That but blo- see, that blows my mind because. This movie is much better than I remember it. See, like, well, that's probably the benefit of not seeing it in eight years. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, so let's go ahead and let's talk about it here. We've got Chris Hemsworth, of course, as Thor. And, yeah, we have Tom Hiddleston as Loki. And this is what I really, really loved about the MCU is that these two, these guys are now powerhouses. You know, Tom Hiddleston's in a bunch of stuff. Chris Hemsworth is in a bunch of stuff. Prior to the MCU, a lot of these actors didn't have big breaks, right? Yeah, they, or they, they were unknowns, but they were relatively unknown. Right. And people took gambles on these guys, on, on all these actors and actresses, right? Except maybe like Natalie Portman. I mean, I think we all. Yeah, which I mean, like, I feel like she was put in the movie to, like, to give that the movie a name, kind of, like, for. Right, right. You know, everybody's like, oh, she was in there. I, li- I liked her in, like, Viva Vendetta and stuff. She was, Star she's, Wars. She's <laughs> done superhero stuff before. I can right. watch this. Right, 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 right. So, again, it's it's interesting to see these guys in their, their first big breakout role because they knock it out of the park, man. Say what you want about Thor. If you don't like it or whatever, that's fine. Okay, but Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston in this movie are their aces. They're really, really, really good, and they have a tremendous amount of chemistry. Like, Absolutely, and they and they do in like the further Thor movies too. I mean, oh, I know. like they're it gets great. They're very good at playing off each other, and even in this one, like with Loki kind of being really petulant and Thor being really arrogant. Like, yeah, I mean, it's still like a nice dichotomy between the two characters. Yeah, so we got Chris Hemsworth as Thor. We have uh, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, who in the comics is kind of like this uh, this nurse friend of Thor that, you know, for a while she doesn't know that he's Thor. You know, he she just sees him as Donald Blake, you know, and then eventually he reveals his identity. And later down the road, we're talking much later down the road, years and years, years down the road, uh, around, when did that occur? Probably like 2013 or something like that. In Marvel Comics, Thor becomes unworthy to wield the hammer and Jane Foster becomes worthy. So we had a female Thor. And this caused so much, uh, I, I don't know, uh, I'll say chafing. Nerd rage. Nerd rage. Just and, like, but, but you can't have a girl be Thor. Right, right. And it was so undeserved because that ended up being a really interesting and engaging story because Jane Foster at that same time had been diagnosed with cancer. And so you had Jane Foster enjoying all these powers and everything like that, but when she wasn't Lady Thor, or just Thor rather, when she wasn't Thor... Uh, she was dealing with her cancer treatment, her chemo and everything like that. And it was just, a, it was a fantastic story. And it's become this thing where I, I desperately want to see Natalie Portman as Thor now. I desperately want to see J- a Jane Foster Thor. Do you though? I do. I do. Because I, it's a good story. And yeah, like, I'm not going to disagree that it'd be a good story, but like, I don't particularly want, like, just because it's Natalie Portman and I've like, she's not the greatest actor. I mean, she's good. Don't get me wrong. But like, I... She has her own master class on acting. Thank you very much, sir. I can only... All right. I only know because all my YouTube ads are master class. I'm just polluted in my brain, I guess, because I can only ever see her as Padme. I'm just like, (laughs) ugh. I thought she was good in the prequel. She was, but like, you know, like... And if you you go to a restaurant and, like, you get a good steak, 
but like your fries are still frozen, Thanks. you're probably not going to be super happy. Eh, I'd be all right as long as the steak's okay. Moving on, though, from your weird analogy. So we've got Tom Hiddleston as Loki, of course. Uh, we have, uh, what? I forget how to pronounce his name. It's Stellan, uh, Stellan Skarsgård? Skarsgård. Skarsgård, excuse me, as uh, Professor Eric Selvig. Uh, who is this like researcher that works with Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster. We have uh, Colmfjord as Laffy, who is the head of the Frost Giants. Uh, of course, he's heavily CGI'd to death and back, looks like an actual Frost Giant. We've got the, the Heroic Three, or the, the three heroes. Uh, sometimes they're interchangeably the names there. These are the friends of Thor. I'm not going to list the actor's name and everything. We're not going to be here all day. Uh, we also have Lady Sif. The, they're these four warriors that help out Thor uh, with their battles. We, we've got like this large... Viking style mead drinking eating type character. We have uh, an Errol Flynn type character as well, uh, who was really really good. We have another character who's very serious, uh, almost samurai archetype, and then we have Lady Sif, Sif as well. Like I, they give us one of my favorite lines from the movie is when the two shield agents are on top of the building. And it's like, oh uh, yeah, we got a uh, we got Zena, uh, Robin Hood, and Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan. Uh, <laughs> just walking up now. <laughs> like, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, who else do we have? We have uh, Catherine Victoria Litwack uh, as Darcy Lewis. She's a political science major who is interning with Jane Foster, and uh, she's she provides, I guess, some of the snark. Yeah, the she she is a hidden gem in this movie because she's fantastic in everything she does. But fair, fair. like if she wasn't in this movie, it would be even drier. Right, that's than true. The desert that it takes place in. That's true. Well, I think I think she provides a fun medium of like how a normal person would react. To yeah, a, exactly. To, to she's a, like, you're. Why are we taking this seriously? Yeah. Like, Right. This dude fell out of the sky. Uh, we have Anthony Hopkins as Odin, uh, who does a fantastic job, in my opinion. I think he was just fan. I, I, I he brought a lot of um, uh, mythic proportions to the character. He brought a lot of seriousness to the character and gravity. He rolled it out. He was awesome. I always for- forget how to pronounce this gentleman's name as well. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, well, I think it's Adris Elba. Adris Elba, yeah. uh, who plays as Heimdall, who is the guardian for Asgard, and he becomes a key player in the other Thor movies as well. He's a fantastic actor as well. I think he's another hidden gem here. Kind of underused in this movie, but more... uh, He he progresses. He gets to shine more later. Oh, man, in Ragnarok, he's awesome. Yeah. I think he's great in Ragnarok. Anyway, that's the cast. So let's go ahead and just jump right here into the plot. Okay, so we've got this kind of... uh, I guess it's like a war between the Frost Giants going on over in Jotunheim. Would you call it a cold war? I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. But, you know. You're fired. Podcast is over, guys. I mean. Empty your desk out, Cody. It's war. I'm going to smack the orange off that shirt of yours. Anyway, so <laughs> we've got the Frost Giants in Jotunheim fighting the Asgardians of Asgard, obviously. And the first thing I notice is that the... The Frost Giants themselves, the CGI, looks really good even to this day, I think. Uh, the freezing special effects work really well. But when we get to Odin, uh, who is you know the leader of Asgard, slinging these giants like with one hand and everything, those special effects don't hold up as well. Yeah, like there, there's bits of it where it becomes shaky. Yes, exactly. And you can tell, like mostly anytime anything's in motion. Fair, fair. Like if it's standing still, especially Asgard itself, like Asgard itself looks really pretty and it always has. Yeah. But like sometimes it looks a little, bit cartoony 
Cartoony is a good way to put it. Yeah. Cartoony is a good way to put it. Basically, Odin defeats the Frost Giants and he takes away their powers. It's the Casket of Winters, I think is the name of the, yeah. the relic. And so, the, you know, the Frost Giants no longer have all the power to create all this wintry awfulness, essentially. And uh, he basically is like, we're done. You know, uh, we're, we're going to enter peace now. And, you know, Odin's lost an eye at this point and everything. Then we see this really interesting shot of Asgard. It goes, it's like upside down and then it goes up through the ocean and then pops out. And then we see like the top of Asgard and everything. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool way to animate that and shoot that. I thought that was uh, just a really, it invoked a lot of fantasy and invoked a lot of imagination yeah, for me. It feels like that neat mirrored imagery where it's right. like, you know, it's not Earth, but it feels like Earth right. type thing. Right. And so uh, we, we go through this whole thing where it's like, you know, Thor and Loki are growing up and, you know, Thor is like, I'm going to grow up and be big and strong like you, Papa, and smash all the frost giants and you know, Odin, of course, is like, ah, but a wise king, you know, doesn't start wars and things like that. You know, don't, don't, don't be too crazy there, son. Don't go around killing things. And of course, Loki's like still looking sinister, even at like age eight. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Like they got the smuggest looking kid balls. Yeah, right, right. We fast forward a little bit and Thor is introduced, you know, in his full adult Thor form. Thorm. <laughs> the Thor Thorm. The Thor Thorm. So we've got a full adult Thor and uh, he's got the big winged helmet, like in the, often in the comics and everything. Which he does not have often in any of this because it looks expensive it probably like it, is it feels yeah. like one of those things where like Hemsworth was just like do i really have to wear the helmet yeah, right like <laughs> so then he's got his hammer mjolnir which is made out of like a star you know and he's swinging it up in the air and he's like throwing it and catching it and everything he's laughing and he's like ah yeah cheer for me thor yeah. and, and you know everyone of course is cheering for him uh we then see tom hiddleston as full-grown loki which i thought this was really interesting so loki's wearing his helmet and hiddleston apparently hated wearing that helmet a lot it was very very heavy i'm sure so especially if that like surely they didn't make it out of gold they probably gold plated it right like... so so it was so heavy that apparently anytime loki was in a fight scene tom hiddleston took his anger from how heavy that helmet was and put it into his face that's like that's how he got himself to fight that's good motivation yeah now that being said tom hiddleston was very excited about getting this role uh it was it's reported that when he got the message that he got the role as loki he made a big like scene in the pub that he was in like he was just like caused an uproar he was yeah. so excited and uh he then had to figure out how to get in shape to where he was skinny like loki but also like menacing not like not like sickly looking yeah like he didn't want to be gone so he took up martial arts actually and he started studying uh, capoeira which is the uh brazilian dance fighting uh, yeah. martial art and so he decided doing that would give him the flexibility and the muscle tone that he needed which oh, i thought was really interesting that's smart yeah so anyway we've got this huge hall thor is being praised by his peers by his mom by odin and everything and uh we've got this uh we've got odin in this nice like gold majestic plated armor and you know the eye patch and everything it really does invoke this this cool like mythical titanous feeling right so you know odin's like do you promise to guard Asgard with all your heart and be a good king and yet it goes through this big spiel right and of course Thor is like yes yes of course yes I want to be king yeah of course of course and then all of a sudden Odin just stops right before he pronounces you know uh, Thor is king of Asgard or well, heir to the throne or heir to the throne whatever and he's like frost giants he's <laughs> <laughs> This is a weird it's a weird way to pause it like <laughs> the war is back on he goes he goes I declare you and then Frostrites. <laughs> <laughs> almost sounds like, you know, I don't know. It's almost like someone asked him, like, what do you want to eat for lunch? And he's like, Frostrites. <laughs> but anyway, so it turns out the Frost Giants have found a way to sneak into Asgard. They're trying to get the Casket of Winters. And uh, luckily they stop them before they get their source of their powers again, right? Thor is mad. Thor is like, 
we have to, you know, we have to make them pay. And Odin's like, they did. They just paid with their lives. Like, we, we killed them. They're good. And Thor's like, well, what are we going to do about this? And Odin's like, we're probably going to find where the hole in our security is and fix it. And that'll be that. And Odin's <laughs> going to do the reasonable thing. And Thor's like, no, no, we have to, we have to go and we have to take, take the, the fight to them. Take the fight to them. And, and, you know, just, oh my God. And so then uh, they, they start arguing back and forth. And of course, Loki's all like, you know, hiding away from this. And you can kind of start seeing the gears turning in Loki's exactly. head, like how to make this work. Opportunity. Right. So at one point, Thor's like, well, I am the king of Asgard. And he goes, but you're not. Odin yells. He's like, you're not a king. And that was a really fantastic line delivery from uh uh, Odin. I just thought I, I, it just blew my mind that the little moments like that were forgotten for me, right? And I was like, oh man, you know, there's a lot of gravity to that. Anyway, so we cut to Thor flipping a table full of food, <laughs> more food than I'll ever be able to afford, uh, which like, might be sad. He's he's just just such an air, like he's such a child. He like is. that's the he's frustrating a, thing about it. It is. It is. It's funny. We've gotten we've got this Thor now that everyone loves and thinks he's great and everything like that. But the, in this first movie, he is such a huge man child yeah it's, it's really really funny so he flips this giant table and of course his, his warrior three buddies come in along with lady sif and of course the one that eats all all the time is like what have you done you know yeah. you flipped all the food on the floor <laughs> thor you know he's talking to loki and he's all like it's not a good time to talk to me brother and loki's like no brother i totally agree with you he goes i think you're in the right and father's in the wrong and then thor's like yeah 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 you're right <laughs> you know not falling for this obvious like, trap you're the smart one you're the smart one so thor lady sif the three warriors and and loki they all ride out on the rainbow bridge on the bifrost and they go over to heimdall and you know heimdall of course is, is he being the all-seeing god of you know everything that he is he just goes you're not dressed warm enough and i was I'm like very stoic and well i mean he was at first yeah. he, you know he, he took his job very seriously and uh, at least in the mcu right now yeah you know, normal heimdall in mythology i don't know if he ever loosened up and had a beer with thor or anything like that but but anyway this heimdall he's very serious right and uh he's like if you're going to go to jotunheim you're not dressed warm enough and it's funny because loki tried to lie to him and of course, Heimdall didn't fall for it. And they make the line. They look at Loki, and they're like, "What's the matter? Your silver tongue turned to lead." And I was like, "Oh, damn! That's a that's a good line there, right?" So anyway, all all was it uh, five of them? Yes, yeah, five all five of them. of them go on to Jotunheim, like, right? Uh, six of them. Is it six? It's four friends, Thor and Loki. Three friends, Thor. Oh wait, yep, you're right. Six. That's yeah. why I wasn't a math major. It's it's yep. it's, <laughs> it's it's eating friend, right? Fencing friend, kung fu friend, <laughs> Sif. <laughs> That's, you know what? Fine, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so they make it to Jotunheim. Thor makes his way to the Frost King, right? And uh, he basically is all like, uh, you, you know, are you, you're going to start a war, little boy? And things like that. And Thor is like, what have you done? And he's just like, you are out of your realm, son. And basically he's like, you best leave before I change my mind. And of course, Loki being Loki is like, oh, thank you for your gracious <laughs> gift. We Let's go. It. Let's go. So they decide not to fight, right? Turn around. And this one Frost Giant looks at Thor as he's walking away and he's just like, run back home little princess and then loki just goes damn <laughs> that it's, was great because it's the it's the one dude in the bar who's just like oh you're gonna go home to mom yep. and loki knows like they can't leave now without fighting loki yep. like loki just goes damn and i just love that like my wife was watching it with me and she laughed she she yeah, that was good that was a good delivery thor of course starts breaking shit left and right the warriors three lady sif start killing people left and right and as they go this is a pretty well choreographed fight scene you get to see the hammer spinning and everything it was it was a really good scene despite the fact 
like that compared to now it's not quite uh, up to par. Yeah. But it was still well done, I think. And, and it gives you a good idea of how Thor actually fights. True. Because up until this point, until uh, you see it, I, nobody really has any idea of how you fight with a toy hammer. Because, I mean, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks fair. I Because, you know, it it's just got like a little two-foot-long I... handle. Did I ever tell you about the, the time I got gifted two Thor hammers? I know you have one, but I don't remember you getting two. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the, the story to this? No. Okay, I'll, I'll condense it. So long story short, in Chinese Kung Fu, there's this thing called a melon hammer. It's like a big orb on a stick. Yeah, like right? it, lo- it looks like... It looks uh, like a melon on a stick. Yeah. That's essentially what it is, but it's made out of metal, right? So I like went through this fascination with them in college. I was like, really, I really wanted to learn them, right? And I asked my teacher if he knew them. And he was kind of playing coy. I don't think he knows had a form with the melon hammers, right? But he was playing kind of coy. And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And my friend Justin thought it'd be really, really fun to give me a gift for Christmas, right? And so he's like, hey, man, I got you a set of hammers. And our teacher has actually filmed himself doing the hammer form for you so you can learn it on the side. And I fell for it like an idiot and i was like oh man thank you so much you know you're you're naive and trusting yes and so he opens the box and he made it big enough to where it looked like it would hold two melon hammers right opens the box and there's two foam thor hammers in it and a usb drive and i'm like what the fuck is on the usb drive you jerk like i already am mad right yeah he goes plug it in so we plug it in and we watch and my kung fu teacher is just jerk. He's dicking around with these two <laughs> th- 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 Thor hammers. He's like, and then uh, right hit, left hit, throw the hammer one, throw the hammer two, double kick, double kick, bow. <laughs> like that. And by this point, you're probably fuming. I was fuming that he got my kung fu teacher in on the prank and that he sent me these very convincing text messages that I, I, I was like, oh, I'm so mad. So I have these two foam Thor hammers now somewhere, maybe up in the attic now, uh, that I was gifted to under the premise that I thought they were real weapons and I was going to learn some forms. Anyway, that's my experience with Thor hammers. Moving on, though. So Thor and all of his friends fight all these hammers. Are fighting- <laughs> <laughs> Thor and his friends are fighting the hammers. They're fighting the hammers. With the ice giants. You can see how uh, traumatizing that story was to me. Anyway, so Thor and his friends are fighting all these frost giants, and eventually they got to make their way out. And one of them grabs the, the larger friend, right? And the icy touch, like, burns his arm, right? Yeah. And he's like, don't let him touch you. Loki gets grabbed, and nothing happens. His skin turns blue, but he doesn't get burned or anything. And the frost giant kind of looks down at him and looks back up at his face. And then Loki looks down at his arm and back up the frost giant and then kills him, right? Yeah. And so that's when Loki starts realizing, like, something's going on. You know, like, I, I don't, like, why, why did I not get hurt? Of course, naturally, they they break a bunch of shit and terrible things are happening and they got to get out of there, right? So they're going on. Uh, The other warriors leave Thor behind. Thor is like, I got this, you know. Yeah, he's just like, I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's something to the case of like, if you have to run, run. Right, so they run. They're going to take their injured friend back. Uh, Heimdall is taking his time because there's a huge monster following them, and if he teleports them, the monster will come with him, right? So they they got to wait. Which this, so then... Thor does this really cool thing. I forgot that happened in this movie. He takes his hammer and swings it, right? And he flies with the hammer. And he flies so fast that he breaks through the monster's head and comes out the backside. And there's a hole in the monster's yeah. mouth through the head and everything when it falls. And I was like, oh, crap, that's so cool. And then he lands with the superhero pose. He and lands it looks really cool. Yeah, it does. He does. So then they get called back through Heimdall back to Asgard. Well, no, they don't. Odin shows up. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And, and he just shows oh, up. He's just like, what the fuck did you do? That's, I remember. Yes. Sorry. Yes, absolutely. I remember now because Odin comes down and he's like, what have you done? And of course, the frost frost, troll, uh, frost giant king is all like, 
uh, you know, we're going to go to war now. And he's like, well, you know, these are the, the ramblings that you're, what did you say? He said like, your boy has done all this damage. And he goes, exactly. Take that as like the, the tantrum and the ramblings of a boy. Yeah. The, the action, like the actions of a actions boy. Of a boy. Like yeah. He's no king. And of course the, the frost giant is like, well, too late. We're having war. And then Odin's like, well, so be it. And then they all go back through Heimdall. He just yeah. pieces out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, God, man. Odin, Odin at this point just lays into Thor like you idiot. You starts ripping his like chest child. orb things off. Right, he's like you're not worthy of these powers. You're not worthy of any of this. And he and he does a really cool scene where he strips all of his armor off like with magic, and it like all just kind of flies off and falls off. And he sends him to this portal to uh, Midgard or what we know as Earth, right? Yeah. And then he whispers to the hammer, you know, whosoever is worthy, you know, uh, wields the power of Thor, and whispers it to the hammer and throws Mjolnir down in the tube as well down to Earth. So we fast forward to. Jane Foster, uh, Dr. Selvig, and Darcy, right? And they're out in the, the stars of the Arizona, or maybe New Mexico. It's New Mexico. It's in New Mexico. They're out in the, the looking at the stars in New Mexico desert, and they accidentally hit a dude with their car, and it turns out to be Thor. And uh, this was just really, really funny, because they hit him with the car, and he gets up, and he's like, Hammer! Yeah. Odin! Pine <laughs> dog, can you hear me? You know, and so he's, like sounds like he's drunk and right. out of his mind. So so Darcy, the intern, is all like, Oh yeah, he's definitely hammered. And so they're trying to get him to calm down, and then Darcy tases him. Yeah. After getting hit with the car. Which Thor is the rational tased. this is what you would do. Hey, totally fair. Totally absolutely fair. I'm big jack dude out the middle of the desert <laughs> rambling. Right. So they don't know what's going on. Uh they see the the burned marking into the sand where he landed right and they see like all this runic uh, imagery and that kind of stuff but they're 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 too busy focused on the fact that a large very buff man is running around like acting like a crazy person so they take him to the hospital and of course they're like uh what's his name and they're like uh he said they said his name was thor and they're like what's your relation to him i don't know him at all and you know he's in the hospital and then uh, he wakes up and this guy's like hey i'm just trying to take your blood buddy and he's like how dare you harm odin's son and he just starts <laughs> flipping people left and right and just throwing them in all that crap and eventually like five people hold him down and they stab him in the butt you know yeah. and he's just like how dare you <laughs> just passes out powerful earth sedative yeah very powerful earth sedative so um while thor is taking a nap in the hospital going nappy by there's a farmer that finds his hammer mjolnir like out in the in the middle of the desert right and uh he's trying to pull it and everything and it just it, you know it's not coming out of the ground and then it cuts to the uh the town that you know jane foster is doing all this research in right and what i found really interesting behind the scenes that entire town was constructed just for this movie yeah like they they built it to destroy it basically. yeah basically yeah they built this entire like in pretty good looking little model town uh just to be destroyed for this one movie but anyway they're in this town and uh you know the the, all three of the scientists are or rather the two scientists and the intern they're they're going through all their data that they got the last night and everything and they see this like cosmic storms type deal that happened above them they took pictures of it and they see a human shaped shadow yeah in it and they were like ah crap that guy that we found last night he probably had something to do with this so then they go back right and they're going to try and find him meanwhile there is a scene of all these people trying to pull mjolnir the hammer out of the ground and, like you, know, you do like you do like one does they're barbecuing for some yeah, reason like they're doing a tailgate party they're just gr- to see they're grilling yeah they're tailgating. somebody's strong enough to pull this thing out oh my god it's so funny because like they're just eating hot dogs and one guy's like holding drinking his beer and he's like no 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 hold this and he holds his beer and you know and tries to pull it and he can't and then eventually they take some chains and they wrap it around it right and they attach it to the back of this truck and throughout the entire point you don't see who's driving the truck until you know they the truck's pulling 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 and then the entire bed just flips out of the truck and you see stan lee driving the truck and he's like did we get it (laughs) 
And that's that's probably one of my favorite Stanley cameos. I, I love I love that cameo because it was just very short, sweet, to the point, right? And uh, it was just it was funny. It was very well used. I yeah, think. I mean, like, well, it's the it's the perfect type of cameo because the perfect type of cameo is if you didn't know what it was, you wouldn't think anything about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, if you didn't know who Stanley was, you'd be like, okay, it's some random old guy. Thor is released from the hospital, and he eventually goes with Jane Foster, and you know they get him all washed up and everything, and that's when we see him without his shirt and. Uh, Darcy's all like, oh, wow, he, he may be crazy, but he's kind of sculpted. He's ripped. He's jacked, yeah. you know. And uh, Jane Foster gives him a shirt, and it's got a sticker on it. You know, it says, hi, my name is, and a Donald Blake, you know. And, and he's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, she's like, oh, it's my ex-boyfriend. He was, you know, good at researching, good with patience, bad with relationships, that kind of <laughs> thing. And, of course, that's an, an allude to the comics, right? That yeah. Was his, uh, that was his disguise. He basically is, like, going to go you know walk around town now because he's thor right meanwhile loki reveals that he uh let odin in on thor's plans right so he he tells like the the warriors up in asgard he was like i told odin what was going on because i was afraid thor was going to lead us down the wrong path as a leader like i i I stopped this right and uh they're all mad of course and then they're just like uh how could you do that how could you betray us that kind of thing loki leaves and he goes down to like the chamber where Odin keeps all of his treasures and relics and powers and things like that. And he looks at the uh, the chest of Winters, right? And uh, his skin is turning blue, and then his eyes start turning out like that yellow or like orangish. Red, yeah, orangish, it's, an, it's an orangey red color. Yeah, start doing that, and that's when Odin's like, "Stop!" And he turns and he's like, "What am I?" And you know, Loki's still got that blue skin. Yeah. And Odin's like, "Well, you're my son." And Loki's like, "Okay, but what else am I?" And so it turns out that day at the very beginning of the movie when Odin was fighting all the frost giants and everything like that, he found a small baby and he decided to take the baby with him. And Loki's like, why didn't you just leave me there? And Odin reveals that at one point he was going to use Loki kind of as a tool to uh, bridge the two kingdoms together. Yeah. He was going to let Loki be king and hopefully, you know, by having like a half you know, frost giant half as guardian king, uh, you know, that they would have some peace between the two realms. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a political alliance. Yeah, absolutely. Like shared blood. Yeah. And, uh, but later it turns out, you know, Loki's Loki, he's, he's deceptive and everything. So Odin didn't think he was right for the throne. So, you know, Loki's getting mad at Odin. And of course, Odin all of a sudden just starts kind of swaying back. It looks like he's sick or he's ill or something like that. He's drifting. He's drifting. And uh, this is the Odin sleep. Odin yeah. has to do this every once in a while to regain his powers and to recharge and that kind of thing. So he, it's almost like a like a Dragon Ball Z Saiyan pod type deal. He gets in his bed and they have this like uh, a veil of magic over yeah. him, and he has to rest. He can still hear and see everything going on while he's resting, but he has to rest and recharge his powers. So we go back down to Earth, right? And Thor is eating breakfast and everything, and uh, he's enjoying it. Another, yeah. So. He eats like the box of Pop-Tarts is what they said, and he's eating breakfast, and he drinks the coffee, you know, and he's like, what is this? It's quite good. And he's like, another, and slams it down on the on the, the floor. And, oh, it's so funny. They're like, why did you do that? And he's like, I wanted another. And they're like, well, why didn't you just ask? He's like, well, I didn't mean any disrespect. You know, and it's they, like, it's the delightful fish out of water thing. Yeah. That, that makes Thor kind of charming. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was just, it's fun. Like, those little kinds of scenes where Thor's learning about Midgard and Earth and everything like that, I find them really interesting. I find them fun. Uh, but anyway, so these two truckers come in and they're like, 
boy, howdy, you missed out on on a good time there, Thelma. And he's like, they're talking to the waitress or whatever, and they're like, you know, this ding dang satellite fell out of the sky. We were trying to pull it out of the ground until the you know the government showed up and <laughs> looked an awful lot like a hammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so yeah, so Thor is like, what are you talking about? And you know, he's like, oh well, uh, you know, I, I don't know much about the satellites, but it looked like a hammer, and it's fifty miles west, and. Then they're like, Thor, where are you going? He's like, I'm going 50 miles west. And so, <laughs> and he goes to the pet store. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little bit later oh, on I the road. That, okay, never mind. Okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. So, so Thor is like, Thor is like, yeah, I want to go. And Jane and, and Doc and, and <laughs> I'm so bad at character names today. Come on. You can Darcy. Oh, you, I believe in you. It's yeah. a D. <laughs> so Jane and the doc and Darcy, uh, they're all like, okay, well, we'll see you later. And he very politely is like, uh, well, I'll see you all later and farewell. And he kisses Jane Foster's hand and he starts walking, right? Meanwhile, the, all three of them go back to you know their lab and S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, snatching up yeah, all their research. All their like, shit. doesn't matter what it is, right? It's it's all their all their all their boards, their computers, their backups of their backups and everything. Darcy's mad. She's like, they took my iPod. And it, <laughs> back when that meant something yeah back when that meant something and then she's like i just i just downloaded 30 songs to it and then you know jane's like could you just shut up about the ipod for a minute <laughs> and uh dr selvig's like well, what about our backups and they're like oh well they took our backups and our backups are the backups you know the, everything's gone essentially like shield has taken all of their um all their research they're thorough and selvig also references hulk at this moment he's like yeah a buddy of mine he was really big into gamma radiation and then he got involved with shield and some shady stuff went down he's like so shield i don't know i don't trust them that much then we uh move back up to asgard right we shift uh tones loki has become king it's, it's crazy because the three the lady sif and the, the warriors three they come into odin's throne room and they're like my lord and they look and there's loki and he's got the scepter. He's got his crown he's on. Just chilling. He's like, he's yeah. just chilling on the throne. And he's like, he's like, my father's ill. He's in the Odin sleep. And they're like, well, let us talk to your mother. And he goes, my mother will not leave my father's side. So the the terrible responsibility of leading leading Asgard's falling into my lap. And they're like, okay, well, can you rescind what you know Odin did and let Thor come back home? And he's like, he nope. goes, he goes, my first action cannot be to undo the last action of the last king. He goes, that would be irresponsible. You know, they're like, could you please? And he's like, go away. And so, you know, it's it's like, oh, shit, you know, Loki's in charge now. Things are going to go terrible. So now we get to Thor yeah. needing a horse. So, <laughs> I just love this moment. Oh, yeah, it's great. So Thor walks into a pet store and there's puppies and kittens and birds. and lot, like There's a lot of animals a lot for of animals. a very small town. You know, like, I don't even think we have a pet store that big in our town that's larger than that. Yeah, we do. We're at, yeah, uh, Village Pets. Oh, yeah, we got village pets. We got village pets. We got PetSmart. Thor walks in. He's like, "I need a horse." And the, the store owner's like, "We do not have horses." He's, he's like, like, "We got birds and, cats and, and, cats and dogs." And he's like, "He goes, well, give me the largest one of those that I can ride." <laughs> and Jane pulls up in her van, and she's all like, "Hey, do you still need a ride?" So you know, he jumps in the van with her. This is where it gets really interesting because Jane's like, "I really want to believe you. Like, I want to believe that you are like an Asgardian god or whatever, and you're not just a crazy homeless person." And he goes, "Well, I know you think I'm crazy." He goes, "But." all will be revealed in due time, you know, because he, his plan is he's going to go get his hammer back. And he's going to get his powers. Yeah. So he makes the promise, like in exchange for Jane Foster's help, he's like, I will get all your research back for you. I'll make sure everything is you know, given back to you. And, and this is where we find like a nice moment. But this is when Jane realizes that he's, he may be a crazy hobo, 
but he's a sincere crazy hobo. At and least. he's really good looking and jacked. And he's really good looking and jacked. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, that that always helps. Right, 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 right. So uh, we get to the part where, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. has put up all these, like, tunnels and research areas and things like that around the hammer. They're trying to scan it and figure out what the hell's going on. Thor masterfully br- breaks in, you know, because he's Thor, knocking out dudes left and right. And I totally forgot this happens in this movie. But a guy breaks into or not just excuse me a guy jumps into the back of one of the vans and he's looking at all these different guns and then he sees a bow and arrow and he takes him off you don't see his face yet and he gets up in one of these like high-rise cable type deals you yeah. know over, that oversees the entire project site and he's got a direct link to colson in his ear and he's like colson you want me to take this shot and i was like hawkeye is in this movie yeah like, i forgot that hawkeye was in this movie Yeah, because iron man 2 is when you first see black widow and this is the first time you see hawkeye i totally forgot okay well, cause, well like because it's a cool little like mini fight that they well i mean like he doesn't even fight he just the entire like, time yeah he's just kind of there but like you know it's neat that they show him and it's like, it's a deep cut, exciting thing for yeah. when you're just like, oh, that's Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That And and that was great for me because, again, I forgot he was in this movie. It's not that it's a, a an unforgettable whatever, right? It's just very short. And, yeah. you know, he's talking to Coulson. He's like, do you want me to take the shot? And Coulson's like, no, no, no. I want to see how this works out. So Thor goes into this big gratuitous fight in the mud with another security guard and makes his way through all the shield agents and everything, finds the hammer, grabs it, and starts trying to pull on it. It's storming and raining, and you're thinking, okay, he's going to get his powers back. He's going to be Thor again. Uh-oh, Thor isn't worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that he still hasn't learned anything. And he just, like, yells, and he's sad. He's so sad and mad and everything like that, right? So, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, takes away Thor, and they're going to interrogate him later. And Jane goes back to uh, Dr. Selvig and Darcy. See, I remember that time. Third yeah. time's the charm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dr. Selvig's like, you got to leave him alone. Like, you've, you've got to just forget you ever met this guy. We got to start over from scratch. And she's like, I think there's something to this. And there was a really good line. He, he was like, you know, this is all science fiction. And she goes, right, which was the precursor to science fact. And I was like, damn, that was that was a pretty good jump in logic there. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're arguing, arguing, arguing. We go back and Coulson is interrogating Thor, right? And he's like, where are you from, man? And he's like, you from Afghanistan, <laughs> Iraq, Sudan. He's like, well, we'll find out. You know, he's being intimidating Coulson, yeah. right? That's, Walks that's out. intimidating as Coulson can be. As intimidating as Coulson can be. Walks out. Loki all of a sudden appears, right? I never quite understood why he's in a black business suit. I guess he's just taking on the visage of another. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's literally just like Loki giving himself an extra layer of like, well, if somebody sees me in here, they're just going to think I'm a dude. Fair, fair. So Loki's in there and he's talking and, and Thor's like, Loki, would you please, like, what's going on? And Loki's like, father's dead, Thor. <laughs> and the burden of leadership has gone onto my shoulders. And that's when Thor's like, well, well let me come home. Like, let, let me do that. And of course, Loki's like, no. <laughs> don't think I'll do I that. I don't think I'll do that. And, and uh, you know, Thor's just bummed about that. And Loki disappears and he says goodbye. And Coulson comes in. He's like, goodbye. I just got back in here. He's like, what are you talking about? Eric Silvik, uh, the doctor, you know, the professor who's in charge of, you know, who is rather helping Jane Foster with her research, he shows up to the S.H.I.E.L.D. compound and he's all like, look, guys, he's like, the guy that you got, he's just a crazy doctor. He's a guy that has been distraught ever since you took his research. And, and steroids. Yeah. They and blame it on you, steroids. So they're like, they're like, you want me to believe a doctor knocked out all of our S.H.I.E.L.D. agents? And he's like, steroids, the guy's a fitness nut. What are you, you going to do? And uh, they they do a background check and his credentials have been faked. They say, you know, he's like, oh, that's our, my good buddy Donald Blake and then they look and it's fake and Coulson lets him take Thor he's like he's like all right go on they're walking out of there Thor manages to grab 
uh, Jane Foster's notebook as he's walking out, you know, and Coulson wants to see what's going on. Coulson, you know, he's interested to see why this guy is lying to them and, and wants him out of their custody, right? So meanwhile, we go back up to Asgard. Loki returns to Jotunheim, the realm of the Frost Giants, and he's all like, hey, man, I could uh, help you destroy Asgard or at least kill Odin. And the, the leader of the Frost leader of the Frost Giants is like, why would you want to do that? And he goes, why don't you just kill him yourself? And Loki's like, well, people probably wouldn't lead the guy that just killed their last king. And <laughs> he's like, so I'll make you a deal. You get to kill Odin and you get your uh, your chest of winters back. And, you know, of course, the Frost Giant King's like, hmm, this is a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. He's just like, yeah, that sounds like a good deal, right? Especially because he gets to kill Odin in his sleep. Yeah. So it's, you know, bing, bang, boom, done. So Dr. Silvig, you know, is taking Thor to a bar and he's all like, look, man, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're dicking around with Jane. I don't know if you're a crazy person. I don't know if you're a scam artist or whatever. And he's like, but you leave Jane alone and you quit being awful to her and of course thor's like i don't mean anything terrible to her. like thor is kind of confused yeah, as like, i don't even know how i got here. yeah right <laughs> and uh he's like i'll buy you another beer if you promise to get out of here and, and so thor's like okay cool so they start drinking and it was funny because like the drinks that they have turns into a mini drinking contest they're like chugging their beers and they're like looking at each other and it's really funny because it's a fun like little like uh body comedy scene because they're just like chugging and they're going huh they're looking over and like seeing who's gonna quit first, right? Plus Thor knows he ain't gonna lose. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> they come, they come back to Jane Foster's like tr- not really bougie, nice trailer home. Yeah, I mean swanky, you know. And he's like, "Is this your home?" And she's like, "Oh, it's temporary." And I'm like, "I would kill for that trailer. Thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> this is the ni- nicest temporary home I've ever seen. Right. So Thor brings Doctor Selvig, and Doctor Selvig is drunk off his ass, and he's like, "I still don't believe you're the god of thunder, but you oughta be." <laughs> Jane Foster's like, what happened? And she was like, oh, we, we drank, we fought. He made his ancestors proud. You know, it's just good shit. Uh, and what was, I thought that was really funny physical humor is Jane then realizes she has a guest over in the trailer, right? Which she normally doesn't have. So she starts trying to put shit up and she takes like a box of cereal and a bowl of cereal still in it and shoves it up in a cupboard, right? <laughs> and then she's like, sorry, I don't have company often. And then she goes, that's not where that goes. And she pulls this, the bowl with the cereal still yeah. in it and throws it in the sink. And then she puts a towel over the sink, you know? And then she's like, do you want to just maybe go outside instead? They go up on the, the roof of the building they've been doing the research in and they're stargazing. It's really interesting. And Thor gives her her notebook back and he's like, here. And, you know, he's, he tries to make good on the promise. Even though he couldn't get the hammer back, he tries to get her some of her research back. Yeah. And she's ecstatic because, like, this doesn't this means she won't have to start from ground zero when she does her research. And so then he starts talking about Yggdrasil, the, the life tree, Norse mythology, yeah. and he the shows Nine realms. And the nine realms. And he's showing that like her research is actually pretty close to like, he, he, it's funny because he says like the talking about science and magic, right? He's like, you talk about science and magic in your world. And he goes, they're one and the same thing in my world. And he, he starts drawing lines uh, around all the different planets and realms and everything. And he shows that her research isn't completely unfounded. Like there's something to what she's been researching this whole time. And he goes, yeah, these pictures you took through the, uh, the Hubble telescope. And then she's <laughs> like the Hubble. And he goes, ah, yes, the Hubble telescope. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's like good character development that in a very calm manner that we don't really see it as much. Yeah, and it's it's a nice breakup from the uh, like the nonsense that you've been dealing with up to this point. Yeah, it is, and it's it's a nice little romantic bit, and it it's not it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Yeah, and they, they did keep trying to make this work, even with like Dark World and stuff. So right. 
But, like, it never really took. No, it didn't. And, you know, it's kind of sad. But at the same time, I, I get it. You know, it probably would have been too much baggage moved into Thor Ragnarok if, yeah. if he had that emotional baggage of Jane Foster and everything. So, anyway, the, the three warriors, Lady Sif up in Asgard, they're like, we got to go get Thor. We got we to, gotta like, fix this shit. You know, Loki can't be in charge. And things are going to go bad, right? So, they go over and Heimdall has been ordered not to open the Bifrost at all, right? For anyone or anything. He's like, what would you be doing on Midgard? And they're like, well, we're going to go save Thor and all that stuff. So you would be serving your realm and serving, therefore serving your king, right? And they're like, uh, yeah. And he goes, well, I guess I can't do anything to stop you. And he turns around and, and like forgets that his sword is yeah. in the thing that activates the Bifrost, right? And turns around. And they're like, he's a little obtuse sometimes, isn't he? Or whatever. And they go down to Midgard. And that's when we get your favorite line. You know, they're walking. These these four warriors are walking in the middle of New Mexico in the street trying to find where Thor was. And, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is like, uh, hey, base, we've got Xena, Jackie Chan, and Robin Hood over here. Can we get some backup? And, you know, it's funny because they are a little stereotypical in their design and the way that they look and everything, but they are different characters yeah. and they, they look really neat. And it makes me sad that these characters can no longer be used because they all get like spoilers. They all get killed off in one way or another. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they all like, I th I'm pretty sure every one of them get, well, no, no Sif doesn't, but like the, Lady Sif doesn't, but like all four of the warriors just get wrecked by Thor's the other, sister. Yeah. The three, <laughs> the three warriors get killed. Yeah. Indefinitely. So Loki decides he's going to nip all this in the bud. He realizes that Heimdall left the Bifrost open. He freezes Heimdall. He, he's just like, okay, I'm going to get rid of Thor. I'm going to get rid of the three warriors and Lady Sif. I'm going to kill them all, right? So he goes down to Odin's vault and he finds the de the destroyer suit, and he eventually he's like, "Go down there, get rid of them." Right? Yeah, and which we saw earlier because it was the thing that killed. The, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, I yeah. Say, it was the thing that killed. It the was the thing that killed the frost giants that yeah. invaded. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably the worst visual effect in the entire movie, in my opinion. Um, like, it looks bad. <laughs> I, well, I'll give you, I'll give you this. I'll say at first it it does look pretty bad, but when it kind of moves and goes along with everything, uh, I think it looks better then. But then, but then, to your credit. There's a scene where it's like walking away from yeah, Thor. Yeah, it's got like that weird like T-1000 liquid look, metal look, look to, to it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the Destroyer is this like sentient suit of armor made by the Norse gods. It can shoot pure energy out of its like hands and head and everything like that. It can shift its plates around and, and be in different directions. It can kind of regenerate. It's just, it's like basically this like almost immortal uh, weapon of sorts. It's like a golem kind yeah. of. Yeah. So Loki sends the, the Destroyer down to Earth and he's like, just kill them all. Kill them all. And that's when... Thor realizes, you know, he's kind of been bamboozled by Loki because the three warriors are like, your dad is still alive. And he's like, what? <laughs> you mean Loki lied? You mean Loki lied? How? Uh, and that's when he sees the Destroyer and he kind of puts everything together, yeah. right? So at this point, the Destroyer is just, he, he, he's going to wreck everything. Thor helps empty the town. Uh, the three warriors kind of keep the destroyer distracted while Thor and Dr. Selvig and Jane Foster and Darcy, they all gather people and they put them in their cars and trucks and they're like, get out of here, get out of here. So eventually the town is emptied. Lady Sif manages to stab the destroyer and you're thinking, oh, okay, that'll be the end of it. Uh, it's not enough. Uh, it, that's when we see the cool part. Like she stabs it through the back and it shifts like it's plates. Yeah. So uh, the back becomes uh, the front and the front becomes the back and it's really, really interesting. Blows it off. So Thor realizes there's not a lot he can do. And he realizes his friends are going to die. Jane Foster is going to die and everything. So he's like, you all have to get back to Asgard now. You have to leave, get out of here. And so they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I, I've got an idea of sorts. And so they, they start running off. That's when Thor like yells like to Loki through the destroyer because he assumes Loki can hear what's going on with yeah. his magic and everything. 
Thor's like, look, Loki, it's not worth it to destroy all these innocent lives and kill all these innocent people if you just want me. So he's like, so go ahead and just kill me. The destroyer walks away and you're thinking, oh, well, maybe Loki had to change your heart. A uh, nope. And the destroyer turns Backhands him. Backhands Thor so hard. He like crashes through the stuff and he's got these huge cuts on him and everything. And then this is when we start seeing Odin in his Odin sleep and like a solid tear like falls from his from his eye there and we start seeing like the the flashback montage of him saying you know who's whoever is worthy and blah 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 yeah. and Mjolnir the hammer at the shield uh compound is shaking and shaking and shaking all of a sudden poof, flies out goes to Thor comes in his hand there and then we just get this awesome like scene of lightning coming down Thor is all armored up again. He's healed. It's good to go. And that's when we realize, like, now he's worthy to wield the hammer. When he sacrificed himself, essentially, uh, for the greater good of others, he became worthy to wield the hammer again. So Thor gets his powers back. Everyone realizes he's not a crazy, handsome hobo, right? (laughs) And uh, he eventually just, he just breaks the destroyer. He, like, whips him up in a tornado, smashes him, lightnings him, you know, and it just just wrecks shit essentially. Coulson then comes up and he's like, oh, excuse me. Hey, sir. Uh, hey, hey, excuse me, sir. Ah, uh, hey, Coulson here. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, we got to talk. And he's like, well, you know, I don't have time for talking and you're going to give her research back that you, you took. And then, uh, or he's Jane Foster's like, yeah, that you stole. And Coulson's like, we borrowed it. and colson's like yeah yeah we'll give her all the research back and he's like cool and then he looks at her and he's like would you like to see asgard and she's like oh yeah you know and he grabs her and he's thinking you know we're gonna go to asgard together well uh heimdall can't recall them he's still frozen right and so he's like heimdall heimdall and eventually heimdall breaks out of the ice that he's been frozen in because he's heimdall yeah uh kills these two frost trolls that have invaded asgard and he he calls them back right using his powers and it's at this point these frost giants have come into Asgard. They're slowly infiltrating and everything. And they make their way to Odin's bedroom. Thor's mom manages to kill one. Then they knock her away. And then the king of the frost trolls... Frost I keep using trolls and giants interchangeably. Yeah, I, but I, I, it, yeah. anyway, the frost giants are eventually like, we're going to kill you in your sleep, Odin. And it was really cool because he says, like, I, I know that even though you're sleeping, you can hear and see everything. And he's like, so I'm glad to know that you'll be able to see it was me that killed you right now. And then, boom, quasi-plot twist, Loki kills that frost giant. Yeah. He comes in, and he's like, boom, kills him, betrays him. And that's when you, as the viewer, realize, like, oh, Loki's setting this all up so he'll look like he's a good guy. Yeah, he, he wants daddy's love. He wants daddy's love and approval. And so Loki comes in, and he was like, it was I, Loki, that saved everyone from all these terrible frost giants that I totally didn't invite here into Asgard. I'm a hero. <laughs> and Thor comes up, and he's like, Mom, <laughs> Loki wasn't like the whole reason I got He's banished. Been to mean Earth. Me. He's been mean. He set the destroyer down. Mom, <laughs> and so they have this fight, and Loki blasts Thor through a wall and everything, and they fight on the Bifrost. This was really well shot, and you you've got all these like very strong images of of space and cosmos and asgard and and rainbows and gold and and everything it it looks fantastic i think it holds up to this day i think that that fight scene between loki and thor still looks fantastic yeah and that's where they put all the money in the probably budget. probably well i mean even the small scenes like uh, earlier you see heimdall he's looking into the space and everything and it like looks, that it is really pretty and it looks pretty this movie i think still looks really good minus like like you said a couple of times when the destroyer looks kind of phony and, and hokey and things like that but the frost giants still look good asgard looks good thor looks good the the effects still hold up 
as opposed to like sometimes with Iron Man, for instance, right? Because sometimes the Iron Man suit looks a little out of place. Yeah, with, it's, it's kind of clunky. It's kind of clunky. Now, granted, Iron Man was three years old compared to the, you know at this point, right? Yeah. But you know, the, the this is where we start seeing Marvel really taking care of of their effects, and that's not to say that every Marvel movie has amazing special effects. Black Panther, unfortunately, suffers from from some pretty bad special effects. Rhinos, despite the fact that it's a really good movie, yeah. right? It's it's just a fantastic time to see that you know this this amazing fantastical Norse world has been brought to life. Anyway, so Thor and Loki fight and and there's all this stuff going on and eventually like Thor just beats Loki into the ground. He takes Mjolnir and he rests him on top of Loki's chest so Loki can't get up, which I thought was just clever as shit. Yeah, like a weird aside, I had a friend ask me like cuz they're not like deep into this, but they've seen right. all the movies. They were like, "Why didn't Thor do the thing he did to Loki in the first movie to Thanos? Why didn't he just set the hammer on him?" I'm like, "Cuz that's not good storytelling." <laughs> yeah. Well, knowing Thanos, Thanos are probably strong enough to just pick it up, right? Like Thanos would have moved the planet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he would have broken the Earth under him and flipped himself over or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? That's a good point, actually. I wonder. I wonder about that. Huh? We move along. Thor is like, look. He the, at this point, the Bifrost Bridge has been weaponized by Loki, and it's going to destroy the the Frost Giant's realm. Right? It's like this big laser cutting through their their planet, essentially their realm. And Thor is like. You can't kill these people. And Loki's like, what is up with this sudden change of heart? He's like, just days ago, you were saying we should kill them all. And he's like, what is wrong with you now? And he goes, was it that woman down on Earth? Like, what, what did they do to you in Midgard? And he goes, I realize this is not the way of like a hero or a king or a leader. He's like, you don't go around just killing people just because you don't agree with them. And this is where we see like actual character development, which is good for yeah. Thor. Like we see it all pay off. Like we see that Thor has actually actually learned a lesson, right? He has transcended arrogant dick. Right. He's not a giant man child anymore. It's really, really cool. And uh, he eventually is like, look, I just can't, I can't let this happen. So he takes Mjolnir, he takes his hammer and he breaks the Bifrost bridge, which is essentially the only way out of Asgard at this point, uh, for now, at least. Yeah. So he breaks the Bifrost bridge, and by doing so, Thor can't go back to Midgard, to Earth, and see Jane Foster anymore. And he's aware of this, and they let him, like, Loki's like, you'll never see her again, and, you know, all this stuff, and he's like, I have to. And he breaks the Bifrost off, it falls off into the abyss of space and everything, and it quits destroying the, uh, the world of the Frost Giants. Well, at this point... Thor and Loki have been knocked off to the edge of the Bifrost, right? And Thor is hanging onto the Bifrost with his hand, and Loki's hanging on to, I think it's like the staff or the scepter of uh, Odin, which yeah. Thor has. And then, you know, Loki's down at the bottom. Odin has woken up from his slumber, and he's holding both of them. And Loki's like, I could have done it, Dad. I could have been, you know, the, the greatest leader. And you know, Odin's like, no, no. <laughs> Loki just eventually looks up at him, and he lets go. And he lets himself fall into the abyss, into space. And it's like this really tragic thing because Thor doesn't want that to happen. Thor doesn't want his brother to die or anything like that. All this stupid shit might have happened between them, but that's still his brother, even though they're not related by blood or anything. So we kind of fast forward a little bit. Jane realizes that Thor is gone. He's not coming back. And uh, celebrations are had in Asgard. You know, there's big feasts and everything going on. Uh, Lady Sif asks Thor's mother, like, you know, what's going on with him? And, he, you know, she says, oh, he's, he's, he's happy that things are back to normal, but he's bittersweet about everything. Uh, Heimdall is at the edge of the bridge, or what's left of the bridge, rather, looking down. And Thor's like, can you see her? And Heimdall's like, yes, I can. And he's like, well, well how is she? And he's like, well... She's searching for you. And that's when the movie ends. Yeah. And I thought that was a good, sweet note to end to because, I mean, it was kind of obvious at this point we were going to have Avengers uh, at this point. Like, we knew it was going to come come around around 2012. 
Um, I, I think they had announced it by this point. I think so. Because they, they'd announced we've Cap. Got, we've got Cap, Cap after this. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's literally the first Avenger. Right, right. And then that, then, then right after that next year, we have the Avengers, yeah. right? So I think we all knew that we were going to see Thor again. So with that in consideration, it was an okay place to put the movie, you know, to end it, right? Uh, that being said, if we didn't know Avengers was coming, right? If we didn't know there was anything more after this, that would have been a weird place to stop it, yeah. I think. Um, but we we have Avengers. We have two more Thor movies. We have Thor and uh, several other things. So I think it's okay. So we move into the mid credit scene. And Dr. Selvig, uh, you know, the, the, the astrophysicist, whoever was helping Jane Foster with all her research, he's in S.H.I.E.L.D., he's in one of their facilities, and Nick Fury is like, you're a smart man, and he's like, smarter than I ever was, and we might be able to use your talents for something, and Selvig's like, well, I thought y'all were going to kill me or whatever, and he's like, no, 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 he's like, instead, I want you to do this, and opens up the briefcase and there's the tesseract right and this is the first time we see the tesseract isn't i it? believe because i don't so. think it was in the iron man movies uh do, 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 do. no not off the top of my head i don't think it was no yeah i think so. you're, i think you're right this is the first time we see the tesseract this yeah. is like nick fury basically explains what it is yeah exactly he's like this is a tesseract and he's like we're hoping to make unlimited energy and power within like we think you could use your smarts to do that selvik looks down and he's like all right and then the reflection of like uh some some like stuff to the left there it's not quite a mirror but it's like a polished shelving unit or whatever you see loki all of a sudden kind of come into the picture and you're like what's going on here and so that's when you realize like either a loki's possessing dr selvig or b that's loki disguised as dr selvig right but dr selvig is like yeah that might be worth our time right i think i think it's like worth taking a look at or something taking a look yeah because that's what like loki basically just says it and then he says it back yeah so i think it's more a possession thing than it is a disguise thing. Right, 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 right. And that's that's where it stops. And uh, it leads into some really interesting theories of like, oh, Loki's still alive. Oh, okay, cool. So that was Thor, 2011. And uh, while it didn't have, I mean, it's it's got some fun little trivia bits, you know, about things like, um, I don't know, like, uh, you know, Joss Whedon directing the, the, the post-credit scene and, you know, the thing about, like, the town and all that stuff. Um, it's got some good little, like, okay, a really good, trivia bit about this that i didn't realize at the very beginning of the movie they're talking about the norse gods and being worshipped and everything right And there's this little norse village so the norse village in thor is the location of the city where in captain america red skull bust down the church and everything to find the tesseract really yeah i did not know that that's interesting yeah uh, but there's a lot there's a lot of cool stuff here in this in this film you know uh it's just uh it's it's i think it's a solid entry to the mcu i don't think it's as bad as people remember it to be a hundred percent honest, just like with Iron Man two, I don't think it's quite that bad. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of this, like, it's not that these movies are bad. It's that they're just so overshadowed by the better ones that fair. they look bad by comparison. Fair, 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 fair. But I, I think this is still a good time. Putting it into my list is a little tricky because we've got. Let's see here. We've got Iron Man's one and two, Hulk, Captain Marvel, and now Thor. Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like it's got an obvious position personally, but um, I'm gonna do. Let's see here. I think I put Captain Marvel above Iron Man. Yeah, like I we both did. We put yeah. Captain Marvel like no, our, no, our, you you wanted Iron Man above Captain Marvel. I remember that. Oh, distinctly. I, did I? Yeah, we're gonna have to put our lists up here somewhere in the office. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, cause I thought we came to a consensus, but yeah, like, yeah. I feel like you can, like, you made a strong enough case to where I, I conceded for Captain Marvel to be higher than Iron Man, but yeah. like, like as you say it, like, I do remember, like, I was like, I still like Iron Man better than Captain yeah. Marvel. All right, but All I, right, I'm, so. for right now, I'm gonna list Captain Marvel, uh, Iron Man, Thor, Iron Man Two, Hulk. That's okay. gonna be my list. And mine is, 
is Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2, Thor Hulk. That's fair. That's fair. I get that. At the end of the day, I think this is a good movie. I think it's a fun time. I think it's a fun romp through earlier superhero movies before we got so flooded with everything and they started kind of following a certain pattern. Yeah. It's 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 formulaic, but like it was formulaic before I, we knew it was I formulaic. I don't think it was formulaic. I don't think it was formulaic. I, I think that's what makes this movie interesting is that it wasn't quite as formulaic. The romance between Jane Foster and Thor was formulaic. I'll give you that. But I don't think the rest of it was. I think it was pretty I think it was pretty interesting. Cuz you get I guess you kind of get the intrigue with Loki and everything cuz you're yeah. trying to piece together what he's trying to do and yeah. everything else. Okay, I got gotcha. I mean, like it's hard to tell who the real villain is for a while and you've got so many different like players and actors that build off of each other, you know, the Warriors 3 and Heimdall and and uh, Lady Sif and even uh, Darcy, the the intern, you know, like, I mean, she, it, it's fun. It's just, it's a good time, in my opinion. Yeah. I watched it this morning with my wife. My wife had never seen it before, actually. She had never I seen Thor. She'd never seen it. She'd never seen Thor or Thor Dark World. Uh, the first time she saw Thor was in Avengers. Oh. So I was like, okay, cool. God, you guys owned this movie for a long time before Avengers came out. <laughs> no, I, I bought the, 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 oh, yeah, you bought, the yeah, you, that's right. You bought the briefcase post Avengers. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Thor is a good movie. I would recommend you go see it. It's it's hard to compare it to what we have now with Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, but I, tonally, they're two different movies, in my opinion. And they're, they're almost two different characters. I uh, fair. I that's one thing I wanted to bring up before we finished. I think you see hints of quote unquote new Thor, Taika Waititi Thor, right, in this one because he he he's a little jokey, he's a little sarcastic and things like that. It's when he's cocky, right? Before he be quote unquote becomes more mature yeah. and has that character development. I think that's when you see what uh, what we can see is like what we can call rather new Thor, right? I think those little bits make up new Thor, you know, when, when you look at it from, you know from a perspective of having three Thor movies, right? Um but overall, strong solid film. Maybe maybe not the best comic book movie, but also definitely not the worst. And I know a lot of people hands put, down not the worst. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I know a lot of people put this on the bottom of their Marvel list, and I I still don't understand why because we have Hulk, and I think that is easily the worst MCU film. Exactly. I mean, crap. A lot of people will argue that Dark World's worse than this, but it's been a hot minute since I've seen Dark World. Ooh, so it, yeah, I, I hey, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting to save it until we watch it. It's like um, I don't think it's quite that bad. Yes. But like I'll wait till we get into it to explain why I don't think it's quite that bad. But yeah. I can definitely see why some people are just like this movie's hot garbage. <laughs> fair alrighty guys well thank you so much for listening to another episode of panel pictures we really do appreciate it if you guys want to email us with any questions or comments or suggested topics you can of course email us at uh, panel pictures podcast at gmail.com you can find us at twitter as well we're panel podcast on, over there on twitter and if you want to find Cody on twitter you can find him under orange avenger minus the e in the avenger part right yeah I think so okay alright <laughs> just wanted to make sure I, I believe you're correct he's a good good active twitter boy let me tell you Oh, yeah. He loves I, it. I got one post like a he month. Loves it. He loves it. I, I occasionally see something funny, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'll retweet that. <laughs> anyway, we will uh, see you all next time. So until then, stay super. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.